When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Five, four, three, two, one. Touchdown! San Francisco! Touchdown! Kansas City! I'm fired up for this game. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Patrick Mahomes, I cannot say he's in his MJ era and then pick him to lose the next game. <laughs> the Rich Eisen Show. Today's guests. Quarterback consultant, Jordan Palmer. Co-host of Good Morning Football, Jason McCourty. Co-host of Bussin' with the Boys podcast, Taylor Luan. Fox Sports NBA analyst, Jim Jackson. And now, it's Rich Eisen. That's right. Hey, welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Live from Los Angeles, California, where we are collecting animals by two. It is this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, 844-204-RICH, number to dial right here on the program. We're four wide. Uh, Jordan Palmer, uh, Mr. QB Summit, one of the best throwing coaches in all the land, is going to be joining us from the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, in short order. Um, And uh, so we'll talk with him about Brock Purdy and the whole game manager versus game changing quarterback situation, as you know. That is front and center in Super Bowl 58 between Brock Purdy and Patrick Mahomes going against each other, trying to put point for point uh, on the board to make sure everybody uh, can uh, can go ahead and um, and knock each other out in Las Vegas, Nevada. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial right here on the program. Also on this show, we've got Jason McCourty of Good Morning Football Taylor Lewan of Bussin' with the Boys. And then in studio, Jim Jackson's going to be joining us here nice. on the program. Woo. Yes, indeed. So uh, he'll be here in studio. Nice. And, and and thus he becomes a, a best friend. Because yes. in oh, Los man. Angeles, Woo. you just don't go out in the rain for anybody. No, 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 no. no. So. But he spent time in Ohio, so he's tough. Hey. Good to see you over there, Chris. What's going on, brother? Trying to stay dry, man. DJ Mikey D is and D's nuts. Good morning, Rich. I Good dedicate to- the song uh, TLC waterfalls to everyone in la oh is that right Because don't go chasing them today because they're out there okay look at him See? all right uh did you practice that no before? no that okay. was out that was ad-libbed all right, all right. Okay. See, left eye del tufo <laughs> is there r.i.p Good yeah. to see you, T.J. Jefferson. R.I.P. to his, uh, his, his QLs in his lower back. Oh, man. What's going on, man? I can't even like I mean, speaking about, you know, you like somebody when you come somewhere in the rain. Well, I'm here today. So okay, good. tells you how I feel about well, he changed, oh, And he changed his fantasy team name to Back Pain Barbiturates yesterday. Oh, he did? He did. <laughs> Last night, I'm like, let me, check, the, let me check my fantasy game uh, going against uh, T.J. Jefferson. I'm like, oh. Okay, it's now back pain barbiturates. Yeah. 
Let me tell you something. This and I thought you, I joke. thought you were going to have a heck of a night, man, uh, because you've got Damian Lillard on your team, and you went back to Rip City last night. Mm-hmm. I thought he was. If there was going to be anybody to come out with an eighty-point night, it would be him. <laughs> you know, he did not. He did not. He did not. Joel Embiid not playing tonight. Again, Jim Jackson in studio talking all things uh, association. Shut him down the season, like Perk said. That's what Perk says, right? <laughs> well, I don't know. We'll, we'll, well see. you're not going to win the title anyway, so get him ready for next wow. year. Wow. If he stays healthy and Daryl Morey makes one move, we're going to win the title. Jim we're Jackson later on. We'll hit that with Bucks him. Bucks 0-2 at Doc. Uh-oh. Hey, everybody. <laughs> well, give him some time, man. All right. Hey, listen. Um, the coaching carousel, that noise that you heard, uh, has officially screeched to a halt. That was it. The, co- the coach carousel has stopped spinning. Because yesterday, as we were on the air, Mike McDonald, the 36-year-old defensive coordinator of the Baltimore Ravens, is now the Seattle Seahawks head coach. And when the Seahawks surprised a bunch of us by bouncing Pete Carroll the Wednesday after the season, we all thought that's because Dan Quinn is going to go there. That's where he was the defensive coordinator for Super Bowl champion for Super Bowl championship season, and then left to go to Atlanta to be the head coach there, we thought, okay, it's going to be Dan Quinn's job there. And um, and that left only when McDonald took that job, the Washington Commander's job open. And uh, it was still open, we assume, because Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator for the Lions, surprised a bunch of people saying, I want to stay put. So where would they go? Who are they going to hire? You even opined openly, Chris. Uh, maybe they go Bill Belichick. Why I not? mean, but they hadn't interviewed him yet, and we're in the point of time where you gotta you gotta go. I mean, this is the weekend before the Super Bowl here. The Senior Bowl is happening right now. The uh, East West Shrine Game is tonight on NFL Network. Uh, you gotta evaluate talent. So now, the Washington Commanders have made a move, and it's Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys, where he has. A stout group. This one, though, however, as we know, got eviscerated by the Green Bay Packers. And here we thought that might make Quinn less interesting of a candidate. And he interviewed a whole bunch of places. And the commanders decided to say, we're going to go get Dan Quinn. And here are my thoughts on it. Firstly, if you like the guy and you think he's the guy, and you've interviewed a whole bunch of other guys, and he's the best one, I understand. It also doesn't hurt that he's been to a Super Bowl before. It doesn't hurt that you're also hurting your hated rival within division by taking him away from the defense there. That's like a plus. That's like a cherry on top. That's a W. Because if... Jerry Jones is like, we're going all in. Well, now you got to go all in on somebody else who's a defensive coordinator. And as you're seeing, um, they're, they're, not all, they're not all over the place right now. A bunch of other teams have had to fill that role. And, you know, the Packers, for instance, reached into the college ranks to fill that spot yesterday. So now you're leaving Jerry Jones needing to fill a large hole. And DQ, as he's known in Dallas, the players love him. They dig him. They think the world of him. He is 
filled with energy. And now you have kneecapped the Dallas Cowboys in that process as well. And we'll see. Because there's two other coaches out there. One was on your staff, and Eric Bieniemy, that has seemingly done everything from the outside in. From the outside in. Wouldn't you want to get somebody who is from the Andy Reid coaching tree? Although the Bears did that once. Got one coach of the year season out of Matt Nagy with Mitchell Trubisky, and then that whole thing fell apart. And pretty much nobody else has been raided from that staff. Until the commanders said, we'll give you play calling duties for the first time. I guess, you know, Andy Reid, as we know, has his thumb on that scale significantly in Kansas City, and why not? So, okay. From the outside looking in, and then from the inside looking out, you hear he just rubs people the wrong way, and he is a great A, you know what. And you even heard that from players this this time around, this past year. Remember Ron Rivera made a whole kerfuffle in the uh, training camp season saying players are coming to complain? And I think the Chiefs even pushed back some players saying, hey, you know, he was great with us here. <laughs> and then you watched the, the Chiefs stumble all season long with the little things like staying on sides from the receiver position and catching footballs. And everyone all season long says that's the residual effect of losing Eric Bieniemy there, not being up everybody's orify, orifices. Orify? <laughs> orify, yeah. Okay. Just say butt. Oh. So, but the, the commanders had him right there and decided, may, I don't know, will he be the offensive coordinator for Dan Quinn? We'll see. Maybe keep that side of the football the same? We will see. And um, then there's another one that's out there that the commanders did not hire. Mike Rabel? I'm going to go Bill Belichick, oh, sir. Gotcha. I'm going to go there. I'll see your coach of the year of 2021, and I'll raise you a guy with eight Lombardi trophies as a coach in the National Football League. This upcoming season is going to be the first season in 50 years wow. in which Bill Belichick is not on a sideline as a head coach or an assistant because we're assuming he's not going to just take any old role on anybody's staff because he's Bill Belichick. And I guess the commanders thought, let's go with somebody who can be here longer than whatever you think the amount of road that Belichick is a currently 72-year-old would have because he'll be 72 by the time the season hits. Okay. And, if, you know, the optics of taking the guy who lost a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl over the guy who came back from that 28-3 deficit in that Super Bowl. Certainly isn't going to play very well if things don't work out with Dan Quinn, but you don't make a hire thinking the negative. You don't look at the half-empty glass and say, uh-oh. You don't do that. But I, I'm just, uh, let's see how it works out. Dan Quinn needs to spend at least four years there, successfully four years there, because that's how long you'd think, what, Belichick would, four or five-year deal, Right. If you're changing coaches in three, four years, you, you could have done that with Bill, right? Yep. So this is a roll of the dice, even though you know you're getting a Super Bowl coach and you know you're getting a Super Bowl coach who's a very integral 
assistant and your in-division hated rival, not just any rival. And I don't know. I'll, I'd, I'd love to hear from Commanders fans. Is this, the, is this the hire that makes you excited? You're jacked up about it? Like, this is the one? This is the one? Like, that's going to be your... I mean, this is a huge hire. This is the first one of the new administration. And Dan Quinn has a ton of upside and a ton of success in his career. And now we'll see him in Washington. And now Bill Belichick and Vrabel and Pete Carroll and Biennemi are uh, not head coaches in the NFL this year. However, we've got our Super Bowl to get ready for. And uh, our guest list is damn near almost locked. So we're going to announce that the rest of this week. It's going to be exciting for us to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. And and we've got... um, as you all know, four guests today. Jason McCourty will be joining us in hour number two. He called the AFC Championship game in Baltimore on Westwood One Radio. So he saw it. He was watching it. He and I and Eagle were calling it. So he's a perfectly positioned to tell us what he saw and why the Chiefs did what they did. And as soon, you know, this will be the last couple of days where we're before we turn the page to the Super Bowl completely. I've got a top five list on this program. Top five under-the-radar difference makers coming up later on for Super Bowl 58. So it's kind of like some of the X-Factors that I heard. One of them is actually an X-Factor that I rejected as Judge Eisen on NFL Game Day Morning. <laughs> Sends a little wink and a nod to the person who uh, came my way with it. Mm. Yeah. Difference makers, right? Well, it's difference between being an X-Factor and a difference maker. You don't have a pop star on this list. I don't. Just, okay. I don't, sir. I don't. There's no Eminem. He, the lines didn't make it. What is the difference between an X Factor and a difference okay. maker? Uh, That's I'll, a good question. I will tell you. Okay, great. An X Factor is somebody that you, when you're in a pregame show, mm-hmm. saying this person's going to make a difference noticeably later today. So if this person scores a touchdown or gets an interception or does something, you can you can be known that you've been made smarter. Difference maker is something you don't normally see. You don't accept that. So w- I kind of think it's the other way around. Yeah. Okay, w- what do you think? Would you consider Patrick a difference maker or an X factor? I would think an X factor is something somebody that comes out of nowhere. Well, that's I mean, kind of how I always thought, Chris. Uh, these are under the radar. Oh, under the radar. Difference that, that makers. Because if oh, we did, did difference makers, I mean, it would be Patrick Mahomes one, yeah, that's McCaffrey two, Debo three. I mean, you, am I really making you smarter? Yeah, that's good. Am point, I really Chris. giving you something to look for? Good yeah. point. Yeah. No. You know. And if I was a hot taker, I wouldn't put Mahomes one. Right. Yeah. Leave him <laughs> off the list. I'd leave him off the list entirely. <laughs> yeah. You'd go Harrison yeah. Say he's overrated. Ooh. Oh, yeah, well, baby. Can I tweet that out? No. Rich Eisen says Mahomes is overrated. <laughs> All right. Hey, can I tell Rich, can I, real quick, can I tell you sure. what I just realized is going to happen? Okay. The Cowboys need a defensive coordinator. Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick's going to get he's hired out there. by the Cowboys as defensive coordinator, and he's going to be named co-head coach. This is something that's very Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones thing to do. Co-head coach. No. Would this surprise any of you if that happened? slash assistant head coach. Assistant head. Would this surprise you, Rich? Week eight, Cowboys are four and four. No, come on. McCarthy out. Bill in. Super Bowl. You're going too far now. You're going too far. Let me just tell you this. Because it's very fragile 
very, what's the word for it? Let me find the word for it. Um, dangerous ground to to tread on when you ascribe anything to Bill Belichick's thinking, let alone with the certainty I'm about to ascribe to Bill Belichick's thinking. I don't think there's enough money on the planet for him to accept that. I don't think there's any way, shape, or form he would take a job where he's not calling the ultimate shot. And get out of here with that noise (laughs) is essentially what I'm saying. Can a man hope, Rich? Can I have hope? Obviously, he's the greatest coach ever. And he's the greatest defensive coordinator ever. He made Lawrence Taylor. Micah Parsons has always looked at the next. You come in, you coordinate the defense, but Mike McCarthy calls the shots. It's marvelous. (laughs) In all honesty, he's a fan and he's trying to speak something into existence. Immediately. Do you think Bill would ever agree to do something like that? Well, maybe he knows he's the do coach. Do you leading. think Bill Belichick he's 72. would ever he's agree to do something everything. like that? Why wouldn't he go help out his old pal, Jerry Jones? Okay, very good. <laughs> what do you mean his old pal? What are you talking about? Jerry just said they're close friends. Oh, okay, yeah. great. Those two kick it on the boat. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry's and they got combined Bill's. 11 rings. Very good. All right, let's take a break right here. I, 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 honestly, I don't I don't mean to dismiss it, but I'll just dismiss it completely out of hand. Well, Rich, I'm just going to give myself some hope, okay? I wouldn't say I would eat a hat, you know, because anything can happen oh, in the world. No, 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 but no. get out of here with that noise. Can I live? 844. Four. And if he did that, he should have just fired McCarthy and put Bill, Bill Belichick in. But he likes Mike too. I know that. Come on, Rich. Yeah, you got a you got a you got a hall you got a Hall of Fame defensive coordinator with eight rings, and you got an offensive coordinator with one ring who's just got the head coach title. Right? Right. Oh, okay. Mike's and then you'll just seat more. it'll work that way. And and then Jerry and then Jerry will have the final call on who plays for each one of those guys, right? That would McCarthy be going didn't get extended, right? Oh, right? Sure. He's a lame all duck. He's oh, yeah. keeping the seat warm for Understood. Bill. Understood. Got it. Also, Chris, lame Bill gets there coach. early. He can look at real estate, find out where he wants. All right. You know, make himself integrated. With no, the you know what? You guys have guys. convinced me. Bill Belichick will do that. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Mike, do your job. Let's take a break. <laughs> Jordan Palmer will be joining us from the Senior Bowl next. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time 
Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. How, how, how did we wait this long to put cameras in the uprights? Right. Well, I guess because you can't do it for every stadium, can you? Why not? I guess you put them specifically just for the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, it's, it's well, because not every games. broadcast has the capability of bringing in cameras from the uprights. I would imagine. No, they're RF cameras, so they're basically up there. They're, if they're wired, I'd be surprised. So if every, so we'll, so we'll, if this works, the NFL could wire this every upright yeah. for for test, cameras test run. to test run. Let's go. That's going to be great. Now we need a doink in the, the Super Bowl. Yeah, and right. by doink the way, and the calling them <laughs> doink, doink cameras. Doink, it's the best. Oh, my God. Back on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or or just stop by. Is our guest ready? Is he joining us right now? All right. He's joining us right now from the Senior Bowl, quarterback consultant, and the man who runs QBSummit.com. Oh, he's here in Southern California. There he is. What's up, Jordan Palmer? How are you? I'm getting rained on just like you guys okay. are. All right. I'm not, uh, I'm not, I, the irony that it's like beautiful weather in Mobile, Alabama, and it's dumping here in Southern California. Yeah, I know. Look at us. We're collecting animals by twos. You know what I mean? <laughs> so um, walk me through what do you, what, so were you, were you in Mobile? Were you at the Senior Bowl in any way, shape, no, or form? I was at the, uh, I'm on the board with, uh, with the Shrine Bowl. Okay. Um, and so I was in uh, Dallas last week for a few days. And then, um, and then I've got a, a guy and, and a couple of quarterbacks I've spent time with uh, in Mobile. And, you know, this is that time of year where we shift to, once it's narrowed down to two teams left playing in the NFL. Yes, sir. We start talking about um, next year's crop of rookies. You know, two weeks ago, we weren't really talking about the draft, uh, but we're shifting into that phase and uh and i'm sure your favorite time of the year is the the combine and, and going to indianapolis for an entire week and being on there 14 hours a day exactly so we're kind of getting close to the pinnacle of uh, of your year too all right so before we drill down into the draft class jordan i'd love to get your thoughts on um what you've got and the subject matter uh, of quarterbacking for this super bowl that i think is um been front and center no question about it and that's brock purdy's play and what you see from him and the conversation that surrounds him. I'd, I'd love to get your two cents on that. 
Yeah, I've been pretty um, outspoken about Brock, um, and I haven't really wavered on my opinions on him. And and I, I think you know when we have conversations like game manager versus game changer, whether it's Cam Newton or I, I mean everybody who's on TV's had an opinion about that and and either flip flopped or picked one and stuck with it. Uh, to me, honestly. Um, I just see that he has been the most, he's been very consistent from his first opportunity to play football there. And that is a guy that allows that offense to operate at a high level. Um, when you talk about people, um, you know, coming up with their opinions of Brock, I just think we all have different definitions for some of the same terms. Um, I have a, a podcast called the QB room and Cam Newton was on and, and, uh, it was right when he made the game game manager, game changer, conversation and the reality is is that i think as uh as, as you know the media world and and fans we think of game manager as a derogatory term right like like it's uh limitations right that you can only do this like you just take the check down and uh you know you just dink and dunk when the reality is is i think tom brady's the greatest game manager of all time he executed the offense at a high level at a really high level really consistently allowed players uh, to play above what they might have other places or what they might have uh, played at the level they might have played at in the past and therefore it elevates the entire offense and becomes really efficient and efficient both in limiting turnovers and efficient both in scoring lots of points and um, putting players in a position to succeed. So I, you, whether you want to say game manager with Brock Purdy, yeah, I think he's been that at a really high level and that is a huge compliment um, because I just don't think of that term as derogatory where you're putting limitation on him. He definitely has physical limitations, but I think everybody does. Everybody has a top speed. Everybody has a maximum velocity. Some are higher than others. Some are faster than others. Um, but what I saw is particularly in this last game versus Detroit, um, he was, he was operating the offense at a high level, but he was also making plays that were not there, right? Sneaking through the a gap on a couple of runs, that play wasn't there. Um, getting to the number three or four in a progression, yeah, that's easy on a whiteboard or in a film room, but it's hard to do in a game, let alone the NFC Championship game. And so uh, I, I just think Brock has continued to get better every single week. Certainly has had some bad games, right? He played bad against Baltimore. Find, find me somebody who hasn't. What I've seen over time is him continue to get better and get better in these big moments. And I think that he's really posi positioned himself well to go toe to toe with somebody who has as much experience playing in the playoffs and Super Bowl as anybody playing right now. That's uh, obviously a reference to Mahomes. And before we turn to that, I mean, when it, when it comes to Purdy's, you said he gets, he's getting better every single week. I mean, it, it seems to me though, that we've run out of runway in which room for improvement is necessary to get a win, right? Like that, I think is the crux of the conversation surrounding Purdy. And I'd love to get, you know, your thoughts when you hear something like that. Well, I think when we're talking about this point in the season, we're talking about Super Bowls, you know, and winning conference championships. We, I just think the conversation should be a lot less about somebody's accuracy or somebody's decision. This comes down to like, how good are you at winning? Right. And we'll get to that with Patrick. But one of the things when I say better every single week, I don't mean getting more accurate or getting more comfortable in the offense. Those are very subjective opinions. What I'm saying is that when they were down, whatever it was, 14 at half, I think myself and a lot of people go, were thinking, well, San Fran's really not built to come from behind. This is a team that plays on front. But we just kind of watched not just Brock, a lot of people um, make the plays necessary to come back. So what that is, is now a reference point where, 
Brock as a 49er, I don't know that he had a comeback like that. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not thinking one on my head. He didn't. Where he was, what's that? He didn't. He didn't. So I mean, now you have a new reference point. Correct. Right? Like now you know that you can do that. Patrick Mahomes has been down a bunch of times. Now he's played longer too, but he's been down a bunch and come back and won. Now that Brock has that reference point, him, the staff, fans, people like me who I'm not, a, I'm indifferent, I'm just watching, like going, oh, I didn't know he could do that. And so, or he hadn't done that before. I don't know that you can do it until you do it. And so I think that when I say he's getting better, I think he's getting better at winning. And at this point in the year with the expectations that they've had and having the number one seed all year, this really comes down to how good are you at finding a way to win? Jordan Palmer, founder of QB Summit here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. And then when you when you look at Mahomes, right, and then just to, I guess, to kind of combine what uh, what you're doing right now, what time of year it is in terms of talent evaluation and seeing Mahomes, is there any way that you could teach that skill set to another quarterback <laughs> or you're either just born with it or you're not? Well, there's a couple of things that Patrick had because I'm I was around Pat a lot in college. I'm kind of one of the few guys who actually like went and saw Texas Tech play. Um, and uh, in fact, Cliff Kingsbury was my brother's roommate at the combine and hit me up and he goes, "Hey, I got this thing. I don't know if he's a first round pick baseball player or first round pick football player." And so I met Pat when he was like a sophomore. And one of the things that I noticed about watching him play at Texas Tech is he has, I would argue, and I, I can't like. You know, I don't have the, the data in front of me, but like I'd argue he has more experience of anybody playing quarterback in the NFL right now than this at being in shootouts. Texas Tech would score 40-something points every week, and their defense would give up 40-something points every week. So what Patrick didn't have that, let's say, in his draft class Deshaun Watson had had, which was play in huge, uh, you know, massive moment, these big-time games, right? Deshaun, when he was going through that draft process, he had played in back-to-back national championship games. And the playoff game before that Pat, I'd argue never really played in a meaningful game. Like he never played somebody for the conference championship or took on a big opponent. But what he did have is a bunch of games where they're down 21 and got to come back. In fact, I went, my brother was playing for the Cardinals. They were opening up week one, New England at Arizona. And I went in early to watch Patrick play at Arizona state. Kalen Balaj, the running back, had, I think, seven or eight touchdowns. There was no state's running back. <laughs> Pass scored like 45 points and lost. <laughs> and, like, that was just week one. And so he has so many reps at got to have it, got to score on this drive, can't turn it over. If, you're, if your defense gives up a lot of points, and I, I lived this in college too, and you also turn the ball over too much, you're going to lose. <laughs> you can't turn it over. So Pat has so much experience at these shootout down 10 down seven. So right, wrong, and different, whoever talk, he has so many reps at that. And we just said Brock Purdy did it for the first time in the NFL. And so I think that changes the mentality of the team, the play caller, the defense, the leadership, all that. When you have somebody who's that many reps at that. And I think that that has really, really played out nicely for him. if you look at his playoff record, well, I was also referring to the physical attributes. Can you can you teach that? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Because this is the conversation we're going to be having uh, about uh, Purdy versus Mahomes, and clearly we just described. You know, we, we in terms of experience, there's no contest as we've just obviously established. But in terms of physical attributes and what you quote unquote need 
to win a Super Bowl, right? Even though Tom Brady's won the most, and we never really looked at him as one of those gifted athletes who can run fast and get out of pockets and extend plays. He's just got an incredible ability to pre-snap, read, neck up, get rid of the ball, and also just be so damn smart and such a killer when it comes to winning. My long-winded way of setting up, is there a way to say, hey, can you teach me to be more like Mahomes physically? Is that possible? Uh, to be more like him, yes. To replicate that and play at that level, no. I'd be charging a lot more money if I was guaranteeing <laughs> that on the front end of the deal structure. Um, but what I will say, and I'll connect both of them. I think Brock sure. Purdy, right now i got a draft group over here. They're on my simulator, and they're watching tape of Purdy right now. Okay. And what I've got is, um, but the way I look at this is Purdy and Mahomes both do a fantastic job of two things, okay? physically. One, they do a great job of creating time and space. Pat's been doing it longer. He's better at it. I think he's more athletic than Purdy, but they both do a great job at it, creating time and space. Now, part of that is the efficiency of how you move, not false stepping, not taking three steps to get going and change direction this way. That is learned. That is not a metric of how talented or God-given, you know, your God-given ability. That is learned. That is something that I do spend a lot of time working with guys on. It's something that uh, Joe Burrow has done a fantastic job of improving the last few years. And when I came on your show and said, don't be surprised when Jake Browning lights it up, it was because of that. He does a fantastic job of creating time and space. The second thing they both do, Mahomes has done longer and done a better job of, um, but they both do it, is when it is time to throw, they get back to a great, consistent pre-pass position. So I get questions a lot about Patrick you know, mechanics. Can you fix the mechanics? Can he improve the mechanics? The reality is, is there are different ways to do those two things. Lamar Jackson creates time and space differently than Drew Brees did or Tony Romo did, where it was really subtle movements, right? Now, getting back to a pre-pass position, if you hit pause right before the ball leaves Brock's hands, you'll see him in a consistent spot. If you hit pause right before Pat leaves, he may not have his feet in the same place, but they're both connected to the ground. Flip this. If you look at Steph Curry's feet right before the majority of his jump shots, you will see a consistent pattern. So that is not something that everybody's good at. And that is not something that everybody builds awareness around. And it's for sure not something that every coach works with their players on. But there's two things. Pat has been doing it longer and is better at it. But that's the secret sauce. Your ability to create time and space. And then your ability to get back to a great pre-pass position because that's where the consistency comes from. And so when I see Pat play, he just does it in an unorthodox way. But it doesn't mean that he's not doing both of those things. And he does it really consistently. And that's why they're pretty much in it every year. Love it. Jordan Palmer here. A few minutes left with the founder of QB Summit. We could hear his charges going over. Uh, some film review uh, in the background right here on the Rich Eisen show. So the other reason why I I, I keep hammering at this is because with Caleb Williams in this year's draft, Jordan, there's a conversation the Bears have to have about um, Justin Fields and Caleb Williams. What do you think, if you could, your best guess, give me what the Bears are, are, are grinding right now? Yeah, well, I think you first got to look at what are the actual options. So... Option one is they can pick up Justin Fields option mm-hmm. and they can draft somebody with that first pick to non quarterback, or they can um, trade that pick. Second thing they could do is not pick up Justin Fields option. They could kick that down the that road, that can down the road for a year and say, you know, just play this final year 
and they could still again trade that pick or use that pick on you know a receiver. Um, if they go Caleb, then I want to know I, I, if I'm Ryan Poles, I'd want to know okay, what is the market for Justin Fields, right? And I probably want to know. I, I'd want all the cards on the table anyway, so I'd want to know and really actually establish what that market is for Fields if you do trade him and decide to take Caleb. And then there's other things here of you could there, there's a there's a scenario where some teams they fall in love with the quarterback that we didn't all think they were going to fall in love with. There's a scenario where they may see one of these other couple of quarterbacks, whether that's Drake May or Jaden Daniels. And I know how crazy that sounds, but I don't know. I was in the green room when the Bears traded from three to two and took Mitch Trubisky <laughs> over Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. So I've been in that room when stuff like that's happened. Um, and I'm not putting that past anybody, especially when we're talking about the same ownership group who made that decision. And so um, there is way more options on the table than I think people are realizing. They're making this a Justin or Caleb thing. There are elements to keeping Justin structure contract. There are elements to moving Justin. And then there are elements to, I don't think the NFL community has paid attention to Drake may and Jaden Daniels long enough, but you know, as you know, this next couple of months, more scrutiny, more conversations, more highlights, it gets to the top of mind. I think you're going to see that conversation start to build more and you're going to hear more smart people actually say, well, I'm like, this guy is my number one quarterback. And it's going to sound crazy in the beginning, but I think you're going to end up hearing a lot of people who actually have different opinions around who the best quarterback is in this draft. So I think with the bears, there's a lot of information you got to get out there on the table. And there's a lot of things you need to understand. You need to understand like the market value for Justin. If you trade him, is he worth a, a, a one? Or is he worth a three? Because those are two different pathways. Um, and, you know, they they also last year, you know, could have taken, they had a number one pick last year. They could have taken Bryce Young. They could have taken CJ Stroud. Well, they kicked that can down the road. And I would say that they put themselves in a fantastic spot, getting a great receiver, um, having the year that they had, and then still ending up with the number one pick this year when there's another good crop of quarterbacks. So I'm fascinated. This is going to be the biggest, most consistent conversation um, for the next couple of months is going to be what the bears do. And it's not because it's binary, but there are actual, actually a lot of different options for them. And and then I, I think it won't go on for a couple of months, to be honest with you, Jordan. I think they got to make them, if they're going to make a move on fields, they got to do it at the new league year, which is just right around the corner. I mean, that's just five, six weeks away. Cause if somebody's going to raise their hands and say, we'll take Justin Fields, it's got to be right when everybody's making their plans. So they're, they're grinding this right now, I bet, you know, clearly. Um, and it is fascinating to me. Who, who are your kids in the draft this year? You want to tell me about um, so Joe Milton out of Tennessee. He was at, at, uh, at your school, which I haven't got a chance to tell you yet, man. Congratulations. Thank you. That Michigan game and that whole run was, was a blast. Unreal. Um, Unreal. Greatest. So, uh, thank you. Joe Milton and, uh, Got an Ivy Leaguer, Blake Sintram from uh, Princeton, and then Spencer Sanders, who's at Oklahoma State and then Ole Miss this last year, and then uh, helping out some vets. And uh, and that's all starting here this week. Okay, great. At QBSummit.com, get more information on everything that you're doing. The the Summit Tour, eight stops yeah. around the country, right? You got that coming yeah, we're up? starting that in two weeks. Yeah, we started in Orange County. There's eight cities, so middle school and high school quarterbacks are about sold out. So okay, um, I think there's a few spots left, but we got eight, eight stops around the country, and I run that from uh, February all the way through July. QBSummit.com for more information right there. Uh, I'd, I'd love you here in this chair right next to me next time we chat, whenever. We'll, you know, we'll get closer to the draft. I'll come up. I'd love it. Thanks again, Jordan. You be well, sir. Awesome. Thanks, Rich. That's the whole fam. That's Jordan Palmer right here on the Rich Eisen Show.
I love it. You hear kids in the background. They're looking at tape. They're grinding in a simulator. He's got the East-West Shrine game tonight. Love it. You know, Senior Bowl's going on right now. I'm telling you, this is not going to be something. I think a lot of people think, hey, the Bears are going to take this up to the final week and they're going to keep us guessing. Is it going to be Justin? Is it going to be Caleb? And it's entirely possible that does happen. Okay? I'm not saying it's out of the realm. That's For anybody, for that to happen, somebody's going to have to go through the new league year without making a decision on their quarterback. Somehow, someway. That's tough to T- see. That's just not going to happen. Yeah. That's why I keep yeah. saying yeah. that somebody's going to have to say, like if it's Atlanta, for instance, Raheem Morris might be grinding tape with the rest of his staff on Justin Fields right now. Because if I'm Ryan Poles, I am already putting it out there. I want to know he's right. Jordan Palmer nailed it. I want to know everything. I know what the fifth year league, um, the fifth year option is going to cost me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, and by the way, if if they stick with Justin Fields, they are absolutely picking that fifth year up. They're not going to stick with Justin Fields and not sign him to a fifth year option. No chance. So, um, I believe that decision has to be made sometime soon. Do me a favor, look that up right now so we're completely um, on board with this. You've got to figure out then what the market is for him. Who would take him now? And obviously it would become official once the new league year begins, which is the second week of March. It's right after the combine. Boy, is this going to be a huge conversation at the Combine. It's already, I'm sure, being rumored all over the place right now at the Senior Bowl. Uh, final deadline, May 2nd. Okay, so these things don't have to be decided for a while. So take that off the table. But but if they keep them, absolutely they're going to, to uh, pick that up. But if you're, say, the Bucks and you lose Baker Mayfield, or you keep them, that decision gets made right at the new league year. Who else needs quarterbacks? Maybe Minnesota might need one, right? Just throwing it out there. If Cousins leaves, they might need somebody. I highly doubt the Bears would just find a trade partner within their division and keep Justin Fields there. Who in the AFC might need one? Well, new England needs a quarterback. How about the Steelers? Steelers? Right? You're Arthur Smith. And you had just and you crushed it with Ryan Tannehill as a running option. If you're Arthur Smith and you're the Steelers, would you go ahead and trade for Justin Fields? Think about it. That's fun. I would think about that. That's fun. And if I'm the Bears, I would absolutely want to choose an AFC team as a trade partner. Get him, get him out, and we will only see him once every four years. You know, Broncos. If they don't go ahead and get somebody in the draft now. That's something, too. That's something, too. I'd imagine they'd have to make a move involving Russ before the new league year is up. And they could go, what, through the entire period between the new league year and the draft without addressing that? Saying, we'll get somebody in the, we'll get someone in the draft and they could trade up? Potentially, they could make that move with the Bears draft week with Justin Fields? 
there's your scenario where it could go up to the draft. They make a move with Rust to part ways, right? And then they don't fill that spot through free agency. They 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 love. They can come out and say, "We love." Um. Why am I blanking on the young man's name? Because I'm thinking too damn much. Stidham. Yeah, we love Stidham. Jarrett's our guy, and everyone will be like, "What the hell are the Broncos doing?" <laughs> and then they flip and they go and they trade Justin Fields for Justin Fields. I mean, these are this is the way it, this is the way it's going to go, and it's going to be so fascinating because Justin Fields is incredibly talented. Bears fans love him, but Caleb Williams could be the upgrade of the upgrades if he is the next Mahomes. How the hell do you not do this again? You just take out. It's just the same Mad Lib. We chose. Proper name quarterback over Mahomes. Just remove proper name of Mitchell Trubisky and put in Justin Fields. And you watch Caleb Williams go crush it somewhere else to the team like the Broncos after you've traded him here. Like the Broncos would take Caleb maybe instead of Justin. I don't know, man. Broncos could be a trade partner for both Justin Fields or Caleb. And then they make the killing with the Broncos. Do the Broncos have any draft picks left with Russ? Man, 844-204-RICH, number to dial right here on the program. Jason McCourty coming up in hour number two. We'll talk at Super Bowl with him. Great fun poll question coming up. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Seattle is hosting New Orleans in a playoff game. Correct. Up in Seattle. And we played them earlier. We played them early. And so the first thing in the morning when I get up <laughs> is I have a waffle 
you know, the whipped cream strawberries. And I'm, I'm flipping through the networks trying to get either ESPN or NFL Network. Who's going to give me the forecast? There's NFL Network. I got it. I'm eating my waffle, and they pan down on Russell Wilson and Drew Brees throwing a football on the field in their grays. I'm going to tell you where I'm supposed to be at that moment when they're throwing a football. I am supposed to be meeting with the officials, discussing the inactives, all right, and getting ready to say the Lord's Prayer and give our players a peptide. That's where I'm supposed to be and I run to the shower, call my assistant, can't get him. The waffle is spilled on the floor. I get back, my assistant says, hey, what's up? And I said, when did the buses leave? No one called. He said, coach, the buses haven't left yet. They had taken B-roll from the Monday night game. Someone in the tape room ran the wrong tape. Can you imagine? I text Falk. He's on set with Rich. I said, what are you guys doing? I had a cow. Like, I'm telling you, you have no idea. We're talking about being like, this is the divisional playoff game, not being there for the kickoff as the head coach. That's how late I was. And, Sean, just Marshall showing me the text. We went back and forth. I arrived. This guy now is live on the field, and I peek out at the stadium only because of the conditions, and I take a look, and Rich says, Good to have Sean Payton here at the stadium on time. <laughs> Just some some sly comment that, that not that one, one person's person gonna understand until one. we yeah. tell the story. Amazing. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show for our full archive. I have a feeling back on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-Rich, number to dial right here on the show. We just showed Sean Payton uh, back in the day at the Super Bowl in Houston. Two Houston Super Bowls ago, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know, but um, he's going to be uh, one of our guests on the Friday in Vegas. Just slowly releasing our guest list one Ooh. after another here. So we might be reliving some of those moments and everything we just talked about with the quarterback spot. Obviously, we'll be uh, we'll be hitting him up on that. So Diana Rossini of The Athletic reporting that um, the uh, commanders did consider Bill Belichick, spoke with him, and he had support from some division makers. He, I, I mean, okay. <laughs> I, I I'd still just I don't get it. Bill Belichick as your I mean you want you want to sell tickets? Don't you want to sell tickets? That's a large ass stadium that's been pretty much half empty. You would sell tickets. You know who would sell tickets? Dan Quinn. My idea. <laughs> Which is what Belichick being an assistant for the Dallas Cowboys. Well, co-head coach. Okay. Don't need co-head coach. Yeah. Like, what does that mean? That Why means- would- why would you hire Bill Belichick and say you're half a you're half a head coach? Why would you do it, Rich? You want half a you're host? half a head coach, and, and then how do you split that? I mean, Bob Kraft said you know it, it, it's an unworkable construct where Bill's in, in charge, but now he does he doesn't have final say on the draft choices anymore. So he, they decided it's unworkable, so he's going to leave the spot where he hung six banners, and he's been for a quarter century. Mm-hmm. So he's going to go to a new spot and look at Jerry Jones and go, sure, I'll be a co-head coach with Mike McCarthy. And McCarthy will be like, sure, bring Bill in. Whatever well, makes I, us better. I'm just trying to get the man employed, Rich, okay? like I yeah, don't think he needs true. your help on good, being good employed. Brockman agrees with me. He, yeah. he, he can get a job tomorrow. Can he? In, in media. Oh, yeah. oh, 100%. Yeah, people would take him. And that's the way you stay with the, involved in the game. 
And by the way, you know what you do every week when you're in the media? You win every week. You go, and then and then when it's over, you go home. I don't know. I like my idea better, but. <laughs> yeah, it's because you have Bill Belichick coordinating the Dallas Cowboys defense. That's lovely. For that. I mean, that's just, that just ain't happening. So, <laughs> I mean, to use to use a Nick Saban quote, so quit asking. <laughs> <laughs> Never. I can't stop, won't stop. Pound Isn't it. that how succession worked out, Chris? Bum, bum, it didn't work you, out for anyone. And so, no, uh, except, except for Tom. So, 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 so yeah. it'll end up happening when it's some, some decision during a game, Belichick will run up to McCarthy and tell him, but I'm the eldest son? <laughs> no, because Bill will be up in the booth. So, you are not you know. serious people. Bill will be up in the booth. Bill will be in the booth. Yeah, with that weird camera. Do I not? Yeah. Serious people. You're not. You're That's not the succession. Yeah. All right, here's what I want to know. Dan Quinn was a backwards hat guy as the DC. Not not as the HC. No? Head coach backwards hat Can't guy? Can't do it? No. No, just turn that around. But why? Do you really? Why? What are you talking about? Why? Who He gets locked in. He's comfortable. Yeah. He turns the hat back. If like I was in charge of the, the Washington Commanders, like if I was in charge of the Washington Commanders, and I saw him wearing the hat backwards, I'm like, I would say to him, "You're fired." No, oh. <laughs> in the nicest way possible. <laughs> You're fired, Dan. We hired you to brand the Commanders. Turn your hat around. I want to see the W. What if the W's on the back of the hat though? Because the W stands for Washington and wins. Okay? Does it? Yeah. Again, you keep saying does it <laughs> when you know the answer to these questions. It's Washington. You know how I feel about them. That's, yeah, that's energy. My God. What back pain medicine are you taking over there? I mean, a barbiturate. Oh, is it the back pain barbiturates. Back pain barbiturates. He's on the, he's on the, the, the BPBs. <laughs> Stop making me laugh, all right? <laughs> Does it hurt your back when you're laughing? Laugh, cough, yeah. I can't sing. make him laugh. Yeah. If I say something, he gets. Oh, you banned. don't make many people laugh anyway. Oh, oh you see that's now. This is Now they know why. Now they know I what. Like, I don't like what? you guys now. I don't uh, like you guys. Oh, <laughs> no. I don't like you guys. Make me feel sad. Yeah, yeah you, can't you, wear, you can't wear your hat backwards when you're the no, head coach heck, in the National Football League. You just can't. Let's say he wears like a regular general, like a hat, like a general. Once you turn thirty, like. Where the hat frontwards? Teams said to Bill Belichick, no thank you. I don't know what you're thinking. I don't know <laughs> what you're thinking. Nuts. Honestly, I thought Washington was a perfect spot for him. He's a military guy. Yeah. You know, Bill. Bill is Bill's perfect for the that he finishes his career in the NFC East. He takes your franchise and he and he imbues it. With W's, man. You He's got a W on the hat. And I know he didn't have the W's the last couple of years, but I, I'm telling the guy knows how to coat every single time. Wow. He knows exactly how to beat you. He just didn't have the the the, the players, and that's that's part of it. Hey, he was that's part him. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you come up with a different construct about how you pick the players. Well, Unless he was, unless he was saying, "I've got to pick the players." Now I understand if the team sure. would say the other. But yeah. I mean, in terms of coaching, well, Dayball, McCarthy, Sirianni, hot seat, co-coaches. In the meantime. <laughs> <laughs>